Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the One Broke Actress Podcast, an honest account of actor life, plus a few lessons I learned in the process. I am your host, Sam Valentine, and I have to laugh because I've been trying to record this intro for four minutes <laughs> due to an internet connection in the rain. I have no idea if Gabrielle can actually hear me. I have no idea if my voice is going to make it through the top of this. You know, podcasting sounds easy until you start doing it and you're like, there's a lot going on. Hi, Gabrielle Binloss. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> I can hear you. It's hysterical, though, because you're completely pixelated. So I'm just talking to like a green blob right now, but it's okay. Great. Great. You know what? Those of you watching this on YouTube, you will get the actual video, hopefully, like a 720p. And those of you listening to this as a podcast, you don't give a shit what we look like, so we can keep going. No. <laughs> oh, so we are back today in our Working Actor Life episodes. This is where we kind of shoot the shit. Gabrielle and I have such day-to-day conversations about being actors in this business, and so we bring them to you on these monthly podcasts from One Broke Actress. We run the membership together, which is our online actor community, and we are also teaching our first ever live public class. That's why we're a little off-cycle, is because we are teaching February 16th our first ever full live public class. But we'll talk about that later. I feel like you guys have heard us talk about headshots a lot recently. Let's actually talk about our actor life. And I wish we would have been recording when we started this podcast, because you looked down at your phone and you're like, oh, I have an audition. And I just love that. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lovely feeling to be like, oh, man, there's an audition. You know, it's like that feeling has gone away for us for so long that now it pops in. And I'm like, oh, man, it kind of reminds me of back in the day when you first get an agent and you're like, it's an audition. It's so great. Because I think we've all gotten to that place where we're like, shit, it's an audition. How am I going to fit this in? What am I going to do? What's it for? Oh, my God. It's the people that have asked me to audition six or seven different times. I know that's good, but what's actually going to happen? Are they going to book me? It's like all that has been erased and it feels like it's a fresh take. And I'm like, oh, an audition. That's exciting. (laughs) How do we keep doing this? How do we keep on to that excitement? Because you know, at some point we'll lose it again. Yeah, we're totally going to lose it again. And we're going to do exactly what everybody did with COVID, where it was like, I'm never going back to a busy schedule. I value my personal time and my family life. And then 2022 came around when they opened shit up again. And everybody's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go balls to the walls because I've been inside for too long and now I'm outside. And now I better get ready. Like, that's what we're all going to do. We're going to be like, I love having auditions. And then they're going to be like, I fucking hate having auditions all the time. I did that in COVID. I was like, I'm never going to take for granted having weekend plans again. And I'm never going to get on an airplane without a mask again and all of this shit. I was so excited to stay home last weekend. And I absolutely don't wear masks on airplanes. Like, love the idea. Not for me. But like, (laughs) it's just so funny the things that we think are the time are like going to be the thing we're staunchly about now. I, I, nope. Humans are so weird. (laughs) Humans are so weird. And it also just shows how hard it is to break cycles for humans. Like if you have a brainwave that is a certain way and you're used to one thing, even if you give it the new thing and it's like, wow, this new thing is really magical. I like it. It still is a hard brainwave to break. And like, we could just wrap that all up into acting, right? It's like, how many times do we end up being like, why am I here again? How am I feeling this way again? I thought I worked on my confidence. I thought I feel like I'm enough. I thought I'm that. I thought I'm this. But It still happens because we spend 99% of our time as actors being told no or not right now or maybe next time. So, of course, it's hard for us to actually be excited about things in general, like an audition coming through, because we know that the possibility of booking it are so few and far between. But I don't know how we got here. This is what Sam Valentine and I do. 
ramble. We ramble. (laughs) No, but I think it's so hard because we talk to our TM members all day long about like, I promise you guys, if you stay in this long enough, it will start to feel like eventually things will happen. But the backside of that is eventually they also won't happen. And we're in a really interesting time right now because I feel we haven't talked about this yet. I just booked a voiceover job and it's really fun. It's a dubbing job. It's for Netflix. I've worked with this company multiple times and I get to go for like three weeks. I get to go do this voiceover job. And I'm so pumped because I get to go to an acting job every single day for like three weeks. A year ago, two years ago, not a year ago, probably two years ago, I would have had the same job and been like, yeah, I can fit that in. But like, I'm really hoping that maybe what if this commercial comes through or what if this other thing I have auditions. So like, let's make sure that's the priority. And I would make it smaller. But because of just having come through the year of strikes and because we're in a year where like three networks aren't even doing pilots this year, it feels like the opportunities are more spread out. But because of that, I feel extra, extra grateful for every single actor thread I can pull because it feels like I appreciate it more. And I'm like, this I like. This part of this I like. You said three networks aren't doing pilots anymore. I didn't hear that. Like, And I know yeah. that somebody else is going to be hearing this podcast and they're going to be like, wait, what? What's happening? So talk more on what you know about that. From what I know, which is strictly from listening to podcasts like the TV's Top Fives, the Hollywood Reporter's TV podcast, great podcast. If you don't listen to it, you should. They talk a lot about everything that's going on in the business. And they're where I learned that the CW, Fox, and CBS are all not doing pilots this year. I believe. I believe those were the three ones. You should listen to the episode they just did that is all about streaming and commercials. It's a great, great episode. And they talk a lot about this. And I believe that's who they mentioned. And which makes sense because the CW has been going through a lot of changes. If you guys haven't kept up with that, they were bought out by another company And they took off a lot of their scripted shows and bought previously made shows. And they also bought like, you know, feel however you feel about this, that Saudi Arabia golf tournament. They bought some reality shows. Like it feels like they're just trying to accumulate income, which like who among us isn't? (laughs) And, and you know, this is like the last season of Good Trouble, I believe. And a lot of their shows that were their reigning champs are fading away. And so that whole network is changing, which means a lot less shows for people our age to audition for because it's heavily people in their like early to mid 20s, early 30s. And then CBS and Fox, I believe, they've started to realize something that we all know as actors who've auditioned for pilots and been wrapped up in pilot season. Pilot season is super not lucrative. It's a lot of work and money that goes into stuff people never see. And if you guys have never been on like that side of the world, listen, I've never tested for a pilot. I'll be quite frank with you. I've auditioned for pilots, but I've never gotten past the initial barrier. But I have a ton of friends who are in that world. And from what I know, I've filmed pilots. I filmed the pilot for Cruel Intentions that got made by NBC in like two 2014, I believe, or something like that, 16. And it never went. And now Amazon's making it into a full show, completely different show than the one I was in. But that pilots, you go through a lot of casting, which costs a lot of money. And then you test people, which also costs money. 
And then you do a table read and then you potentially recast from the table read and then you film a pilot and then you test that pilot with test groups, with executives in the network. And so at this point, you've made zero dollars and spent a fuck ton. And by the time they get it narrowed down from the test groups, a lot of times they recast after that. And they're like, oh, you know, like she didn't really hit with the audience. We want someone who like the audience loves as like the cute member of the family. She's like the one everyone will like want to, you know, buy a t-shirt for or whatever. So like that, because we want to make X amount of money on her, we need to recast her. So they'll recast it and then they'll film a new pilot. And then it's like, they haven't even been picked up to a series yet. You have seen nothing of these. There are tapes and tapes and tapes and tapes and tapes in the back end of all of these networks of pilots that never aired, that you're never going to see the light of day. And they spent millions on these things. And so because they hemorrhaged so much money last year and honestly in the in the past couple of years, a lot of networks are realizing that pilots are not a really good moneymaker and everyone's out to make a dollar and they are peeling back that process a lot. I think you just shared with me that that Reba one was the first one that like got picked up or whatever, right? Yeah. A couple of days ago, Erica Bream posted that the first pilot of the year got picked up. I think this was last Wednesday, a week ago, literally. And the first pilot that was picked up is a show that Reba is actually doing. But that was the first pilot ever to get picked up this year. And it had me going back and thinking, you know, I participated in pilot season from Atlanta. So getting a lot of self-tapes for it for the past three years. And by this time, I would have already done at least 50 series regular auditions. At least least by that many. So to hear wow. that only one pilot has gotten picked up at this point, I was just like jaw dropped. And then when you said that, it made me even get even deeper into it because CBS is a network that I audition for like when life is happening on a weekly basis. To hear that they aren't doing any pilots, I mean, that's the majority of most of my auditions from January to March during quote unquote pilot season. And these are just conversations that the re reason why I asked you to dig deeper into it is because like, let's just take down this idea that everybody else is busy and you're not and everybody else is auditioning and you're not. And it's just happening to you. My spiritual healer, Q, said it so well. She said, you know, the industry was built on water to begin with. And eventually you have to clear out the water to put down soil and then rebuild. You can't just put something else down on top of that water because it's no longer going to work. And with that comes everything having to be changed around, i.e. they're not doing pilots like they used to be doing anymore. And this isn't just a one, two, three month thing. Like this could be the way the entire year looks is a rebuilding of what this industry is, which is needed for so many different reasons that we don't need to tell you guys about because you listen to Sam's podcast all the time. But if you look at it in a greater whole and you think about what Sam said and what I said and the fact that to rebuild something, it takes time. I mean, I had a wall rebuilt to my house last year and it took three weeks. And it was one wall. You can imagine what it takes to build a whole system of something. This is where we're going to be at. So it's so interesting to hear this stuff because it does take our head away from it's just me and it's more so Oh, it's the entirety of everything that we're dealing with. Everyone, set hands, costume, wardrobe, everyone is feeling the same of, am I going to get back to work at any time soon? Yeah. And what's it going to look like? I mean, that episode had so many good pieces, but one of the ones they talked about was the streaming of advertising and how much ads are now moving to streaming. And that is such a big deal for us who audition for commercials because- if you've seen a commercial paycheck, you will get paid every single time that thing airs on 
CBS, for example, like we were just talking about. But when this is why when you watch streaming shows, you're like, oh my God, if I see this Carvana ad one more time, I'm going to put my fist through the wall is because they bought that out for eight to 13 weeks. So they paid, you know, like 800 bucks or whatever. And so your commercial is going to re-air there for a bunch of times, whereas on the other networks, they had to pay per time. So that was a different model, right? When like streaming didn't have a lot of commercials. My Netflix just started having commercials. HBO now has commercials. You have to pay $3 on Amazon if you don't want commercials, even though Jeff Bezos has all my money already. For us to get involved in these conversations, I know for some of you it feels far away, but like this is your livelihood. Like we have to be up to date on this, not just for our internal mental battle of like whether or not we are good enough actors, but also because we need to understand how we're getting fucked and we need to understand how we can stand up for ourselves. Like we are starting the W and W's for the commercial contracts, which I'm going to be talking a lot about in the coming weeks of the podcast will be starting in, I believe this summer because we negotiate our commercial contract again next year for SAG. And this ads on streaming is going to be a huge important thing. And like, this is how the business is changing. There's not a bunch of pilots where you're going to make money. There's streaming commercials where you barely make money. Like we got to be up on this for our mental selves and for our financial selves because it's important. Yeah. And actually speaking on that, I want to bring to the conversation because actually I don't even know if Sam knows. Sam, remember that audition I did for the company that was a social media ad? Okay. So I booked that, which is fantastic. We love a booking. Yes. I know I got the information last night. We've been busy talking about everything else, to be honest. You buried the lead. You booked a job. I'm so excited. (laughs) Of course you did. Of course you did because I saw that audition. Of course you did. Yes. 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 So I want to bring this to conversation and thank you for celebrating me because that is what we do as supportive people in this industry. It is a commercial that is shooting shooting that is strictly for Instagram and TikTok and that's it. So what's really cool about it is that they're doing it through SAG. So I'll be able to get my credits for SAG and everything else. And I'll be able to have a union to be able to back me up versus them going to like TikTok creators and being able to pay them for it. But what's opposite of this is like, I have no idea what I'm going to be walking into. I filmed it the way I would film a TikTok. It was like a trend that's going on right now. To be honest, Sam and I joked about how they might just buy the video from me and use that because there's not a whole set or anything for this that they need. But in the audition, it does say like green screen this, add this, add this. And as a creator that is heavily on TikTok, I'm like, you can't add any of that stuff. Like it can't be perfect. It needs to just be like thrown in. So I will update you guys when I come back. But like, what is this world where back in 2020, it was like, you have to have a social media presence to book anything. And then that's what everybody was talking about. And now it's like, no, they actually had me audition for a social media ad, which by the way, if you get one, I recorded it vertical. A lot of people didn't think about that. Record it vertical and record it in the TikTok app, guys. Like, make it look the way it needs to look. You'll book it. But I'll let you guys know what's going to end up happening. But like, who knows that these things are actually coming up. They're not going to content creators for those things. And you have to be versed in what's going on because if you get an advertisement or a audition for something like this, like it's a whole new world. How do you audition for it? What do the rates look like? What's it going to look like on set? Am I going to be there for, it's a 15 second shot. Like what is this going to look like? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I'm so excited for you to share about this because this is a whole new world. Because I auditioned for one of these like two years ago and I wanted to know like what the ins and outs were. Okay, great. I love this. But like, do you feel differently about that booking? Kind of what we were talking about in the beginning. 
than if it was two years ago when you were having like 50 series regular auditions. Does this hit different? You know, it does only because we were on a strike. I think I feel similarly like you would if this had hit before strike. I would have been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just this one thing or whatever. And I would have poo-pooed it because it wasn't that top goal. And I was so zeroed in on series regular being the moneymaker, like so zeroed in on that's the way to make money in this career. And I have just met lots of series regulars on my time on set and learned that there's actually not a lot of money in there. It really depends on the contract and the way that you negotiate. And it takes away from a lot of your time. And, you know, part of the reason why we had to fight for our strike was because they weren't allowing people to audition for any other shows and holding them from things. So sometimes you get really screwed over as a series regular versus being like recurring guest star or something. So that changed things around. And now that we've all been without being on set in so long, the booking came through and I was like, God, I'm just excited to get ready to be on set, whatever that looks like. I just want, to, I did my hair today. Normally I would do my hair the night before, but today I was like, I got to do my hair. I'm going to be on set on Thursday or Friday. I don't know which day. I'll just do it twice if I need to. Like it's all back to what we were talking about. Like I'm a fresh new baby actor and I'm just happy to be able to be booked on something. Yeah. And it feels kind of magical in a way. Like everything feels, when you start to get this sense of what's actually going on in the business outside of yourself, it takes away a lot of that self-blame. And then I think along with feeling like it's not just you, you can take it one of two ways, but we've decided to find the victories in it because the other way is exhausting and we couldn't get on social media and get on our TM meetings and your mentorship calls and all of the stuff we do if we chose to go the other route. No, it's, I, it's not only too hard, but it brings me back to like, I think I just posted about this, but like, what is your why? If you go the other route, it feels like you got into this business for the fame. And one, I would argue you could get famous doing a lot of other things versus being an actor. But also like, what is your why? Because if you think about that why, there's probably a million other ways you could get there. Like my why is to make other women that look like me feel like they can be in this industry. That does not have to be a series regular. We have learned I can do mentorship. I have the membership with Sam Valentine. We're talking on a podcast right now that's probably influencing other people. And if you can broaden out, like Sam just said, and think about that why and other ways to reach it, you realize that like the booking is one bit of that why, but not the everything. And that is how you make this career sustainable. <laughs> Say it again for the back seats. <laughs> I know we talk about comparison all the time, but I have learned so much about this business in terms of just like the different types of actors there are and the different jobs there exist and things like that throughout the strike. Because you would meet someone on a picket line and they would be an actor you've never met before. And maybe you're like, oh, are you an actor? What do you do? And sometimes they're like, yeah, or I'm a gaffer. Or yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I'm a background actor primarily. Like that's how I pay my bills. Or there's just so many ways to make your living in this business that it's funny how our brain identifies one thing as success and how much we want to like stick to our guns and be like, this is the way. And if I don't make this, I'm done. And, you know, we've had conversations with our members about that quite a bit of like, if you knew that this could look how you wanted to in 10 years, what would you spend the next 10 years doing? And like, how much does that free you up if you knew that like you're going to get there eventually, but it might look a little bit different, especially along the way. Because like I was telling Caleb this morning, I was running this morning on the treadmill and I am a watcher of shows when I work out on my iPad. But because it's raining, I have to shut the doors to my garage. And <laughs> so the internet doesn't work when the doors are shut. <laughs> so I had to listen to music. I don't have a lot of downloaded music on my phone. 
So the only music, I swear this is getting somewhere. The only music that is downloaded on my phone is stuff that I listened to in like college, which was a very long time ago at this point. And that was all I had today for my workout without the internet. So while I was running, I was listening to this song. It's the song, I Made It. It's like it's a it's like a 2010 rap song or whatever. And I was like, this is what I listened to in college when I would go for like a run. And I remember thinking like one day I'm going to go for a run and it's going to be palm trees and I'm going to be a successful actor in L.A. And I'm going to have like this life I want. And I was thinking like, I mean, I kind of have it. There's a lot of things I still want to do. But like I have a very safe home that I love. I have a really healthy body. I have a very gorgeous husband who is so kind and like always texts me back. Ladies and gentlemen, your partner will be the person who texts you back. Okay. The rest of them are trash. I have successful businesses that I built. I get to hang out with you as my job. I have agents I can call on the phone and I do. I have new headshots. Hi, see you in the headshot class. I have all of these things that I've worked so hard to get. And just because they don't yet equal my name as number one on a call sheet, who says I haven't fucking made it? This is everything I wanted. The day-to-day is what I wanted. I wanted to wake up in Los Angeles fucking California where the sun is shining. It's not today. I wanted to like have my breakfast and like hold my puppy and read the trades because they mattered to me. And now I open Variety and I see my friends' names. And I'm holding my senior geriatric dog in my lap with a cup of coffee. And like, I fucking did it. Everything else is going to be icing on the motherfucking cake. And I was just thinking about that today. And I know you'd appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I appreciate that. Like the, this is, this is where, this is like the, this is going to sum it all up. The rat race of a nine to five is what so many actors say they don't want. Don't put me in a cubicle. I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to work for my own self. I can't be creative. There's not anything I can do there. It's not for me. Yet they subscribe slash I used to subscribe to the rat race of being an actor, which looks like if I am not the lead on a number one, two or three on a call sheet, or if I am not in a movie and people can see my name and see me in lights and know who I am, then I am no longer successful. And so we end up chasing the exact same thing that people are chasing in cubicles from nine to five. It just looks a little bit different. And then you spend the entire time of your life thinking, well, when I get here, when I get here, when I get here, right? Like nine to five is when I become CEO, I won't have a nine to five anymore. Or when I become a series regular, I will feel differently then. And we have been told by actors like Viola Davis or even Tom Hanks has talked about this, that they got there and it does still happen and you do still feel like you're not it. Yet we don't decide to get out of the rat race and acknowledge like you did it. You did the thing. You are an actor. You stuck to it. You're still doing it. You're making money off of it. It doesn't mean that you have to be one, two or three on a call sheet or the person in the movie. And that might be coming in longevity, but get out of the rat race and just allow it to be success where it is right now and let it be something different later. Mm, mm. That is a perfect place to end today's podcast. <laughs> Thank you I for coming to my TED Talk. So I appreciate it. Much. We love it. I'll sign up. I'm in, I'm buying tickets. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you want to see anything from me and Gabrielle, we are tagged below. You know where to find us. We're on Instagram. And I will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.